Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Like I mentioned, we have two special guests for you. Our first is Kenny Irish back with us, also known as KW, author, musician, marketing professional with a lifelong love of uh, monsters, UFO stories, writing and public speaking at writers groups and various other platforms across the country. He continues his journey focusing on both fiction and nonfiction. KW is also a researcher for the New York Bigfoot Society, co-host of the NYBS radio show as well. Kenny, welcome back. How are you? I'm fantastic, George. Thanks for having me back on. It's always a pleasure. How did you get interested in cryptids? Oh boy, I just uh I I grew up in northern Vermont and right next to Lake Champlain and I just loved Godzilla and King Kong and monsters like that. <laughs> um and uh I was about 4 4 or 5 years old right around that that age range when uh one of my, somebody I, I think it was like my aunt's friend or something said, "You know Godzilla lives in Lake Champlain, right?" And I was like, I, "What are you talking about?" And then that's when I first heard about Champ, the Lake Champlain monster and hooked i was hooked from there on and uh so right around four or five years old was uh when i uh i really really got hooked and just dragged into the the craziness of uh cryptids i got the bug from the loch ness monster when i was a kid and the abominable snowman in the himalayas i did not know that much about sasquatch until years later when i realized there's another creature here like the abominable snowman who has brown hair instead of white hair. And uh, then I got hooked on that too. Yeah, it was, it was funny because I had heard of Sasquatch, uh, you know, growing up, but my understanding was there was one and it was just running around all over the world. Other than that, I never <laughs> really, really heard a whole lot about it. And then my senior year in high school, I was, um, one of the classes I was taking, uh, it was called Gothic Tales and they ended up, um, doing a, uh, segment on monsters, on uh, cryptids and, uh, that's when, uh, I, like, but they played like the Patterson Gimlin footage yep. and everything, and that's that's when you know I started looking into it more and more um, because you know for me it was always just kind of like you know the whole Champ thing where there's there's just one in Lake Champlain you know never really looked further than that you know I heard you know different stories but uh, it, again it wasn't until uh, I was I was geez I was probably seventeen or eighteen before I really really started you know diving into uh, Sasquatch. You have sent us a, a video that we've got posted at coasttocoastam.com, right under your name and Stacy's name, of some uh, basically heat-censored video of what could be a Bigfoot. And you've got to really stare at it for a while and just watch it through its whole length. It's not that long. But you will see a creature that looks like Bigfoot in shadow form going by. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, the first time that I came on the show with you, uh, one of the questions you asked me was, what's the best evidence you've ever seen? And I remember, like, that's what I, I uh, that, even to this day, it's, it's, that, it's that thermal image. But I'm, I'm going to, you know, Stacy's the one uh, that, that got that footage with his dad, so I, I don't want to go too much in it and ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> Since you've been doing this, what is your take on Sasquatch? What do you think this creature is? Boy, I'll tell you if you if you asked me a year ago, I'd tell you something different than I'll tell you now. Um, it, it, it seems like the more I get deeper into it, 
the less I understand. And, um, it, you know, there's so many reasons why it could be flesh and blood, and there's so many reasons why it could be extraterrestrial um, and e- even potentially interdimensional. You know, I never thought I'd actually hear myself saying that, but um, I've gotten to a point where I've talked to so many credible people that it's just I can't I can't stand the flesh and blood side as much as I used to. I'm like 50% flesh and blood now, where before I was probably 90-95%. So um, it really comes down to you know a lot of the folks who I who I've talked to, and the the, the more that I dive into it. Plus the other thing is I. I I don't want to draw a line in the sand and say I stand on one side of it um, because as somebody who researches the phenomenon, I really I, I feel like I'm kind of like doing doing the subject a disservice as well as not really being a researcher if I already have my mind made up on what it is. Does that make sense? Yeah, it it, it sure does. Uh, it, it really does. And uh, besides talking to people about this. What is kind of pushing you in that direction that it's uh, possible interdimensional or, or ET? Well, in the back of my mind, I, I've always uh, considered it to uh, be extraterrestrial because extraterrestrial can be flesh and blood. Um, but I, I'd say it's just uh, a, a lot of the reading that I've, that I've done as well, um, again, when I kind of started to step away from the, you know, hey, it's 90, 95% flesh and blood, um, when I started stepping away from that and kind of looking into um, other other publications, other documentation, in uh, in reading it, and then you know the the people that wrote it, uh, you know, following up with those those individuals, you know, researching them to find out kind of where they come from and uh, uh, what they're all about. Because sometimes, you, you know, to be honest with you, what I found is sometimes when you you research the individual that that's made the claim, you can kind of find out. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you can. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, and, you know, I've come across some, some very, very, you know, uh, credible people that really had no reason to even say what they were saying um, and, uh, and, you know, how they were living their lives. So, you know, it, it's really kind of pushed me kind of in, in, in an area I was kind of concerned about going into because when you feel like you've kind of got a handle on it, it's kind of okay to move forward with it, but then it, it's it's one of those subjects that the second you you feel like you've got an answer, now you've got ten questions, you know, added on top of that answer. Um, but that's also what keeps me going in this is I, I love the mystery, I embrace the mystery of it, the legend of it, um, and it you know, for some people it's it's a matter of you know you know seeing one and being able to. Um, you know, for some people even communicate with them. For me, it's, it's, it's really the, the, the legend behind it and the mystery behind it that, that's really intrigues me. Kenny, would you say that George Lucas's Star Wars, that Chewbacca looks exactly like a Bigfoot? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's funny because I remember when I was talking with somebody who um, they had mentioned that they had had a, um, a, a, a an encounter with, with an extraterrestrial themselves. They had mentioned that Sasquatch could very well be extraterrestrial. 
um, based off of of uh, Star Wars. I mean, and I'd never even put that together. I'd never even thought about it until they had said that. They're like, uh, you know, uh, of course they're extraterrestrial. Look at Chewbacca. They're like, doesn't he look like a uh, Bigfoot? And I was just, my mind was kind of like blown. It was one of those moments where I'm just like, oh, you know, I never even put that together. But, yeah, I mean, Chewbacca looks just like what, you know, most people claim to see. Um, It's the same thing with, like, you know, like, for instance, like Dogman, some some folks say that that um, they believe Dogman is extraterrestrial, which you know, I, I guess it very well could be. Does anybody ever associate craft in the vicinity with Sasquatch? Associate what? I'm sorry. Craft, uh, a flying saucer in the vicinity. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's a lot of the time. There's um, there's a report of some type of. Um, craft that's in the fair excuse me in the sky um some type of um extraterrestrial looking if you will um spacecraft in the distance um some folks have actually claimed that they've they've seen some actually uh come down onto the ground and seen a sasquatch actually walk up a ramp and go inside of one so there have been reports of that tell me your research program how does how do you go out and search for this creature well the first thing that that, that we do with the group that i'm with the new york bigfoot society is uh for first and foremost it's you know our our main objective is to come out alive so um that would be good yeah first and foremost we, we make sure that everybody is trained to above the basics of surviving in the woods and having what they what they need on with them. Um, where a lot of folks, you know, I've seen in the past that have just kind of like gone out in the woods, you know, with like a couple snacks and, and some water, and that's it. Um, so our, our first approach is just to make sure, you know, we've got everything that we need. And then, you know, like many groups, you know, we try to collect data. But with the data that we collect and the information that we collect from our findings, the only thing that we will bring back will be something that we can't explain away. Um, and uh, the other the other method that we use is um, uh, we use a lot of um, animal behavior in the woods because animals in the woods will tell you a lot about what's happening, what's happening in that time frame. Uh, for instance, we've put up trail cams before, and um, we've put food out, and for two weeks, nothing touched the food. It just sat there. And then we left the trail cams up, and two weeks later we came back, and all the food's gone. There's there's animals on the pictures. So we also try to follow animal behavior and try to find patterns within them being present and when they're leaving. Because obviously there's there's something there that's an, an alpha predator that's making them stay inside and not want to come out. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a Bigfoot, it's a Sasquatch, it's a Dogman or anything like that. It could just be a bear. But it, it still gives us an idea of when to go back into the woods, look for different patterns, and try to see you know, if, if there's anything to those patterns and why those animals um, would be hiding and what they would be hiding from. How many books do you have out now, Kenny? I right now I have three are out. So I've got one called Stanley Riker and the Bigfoot Runaround. 
that was released in 2020 through uh, Dark Moon Press. Mm -hmm. That is actually a young reader's chapter book. Um, it's about uh, three friends that go to a uh, camp for the weekend, and the camp counselor tells them that, hey, you know, there's been some uh, Bigfoot sightings in the area, and due to that, they could potentially have to close the camp down. So the three third-grade young friends, they just go out on a uh, mission to try to uh, come up with, um, you know, proof of um, the Bigfoot and capture it and save their camp. So that was in uh, 2020, and then American Cryptids in Pursuit of the Elusive Creatures released this year in uh, March, and um, has has done phenomenal. It hit hit um, number one as a bestseller twice on Amazon, and it just covers all 50 states. Um, basically, each chapter starts out with some history on the state, mm-hmm. and then goes into um, uh, like Native American lore and, and, and how the Native Americans in, in that, that state lived. And then it goes into like whatever the popular cryptid is of that state. Like, for instance, if it's West Virginia, it's the Mothman. And then each chapter closes out with a, um, a Bigfoot sighting that I was able to uh, uh, obtain from the state. And uh, so it covers all 50 states in, in that manner. Why do you think science is not pursuing this? You would think they'd be all over this story. Yeah, you know, I'm just I'm just wondering if they're they're not allowed to yet. Um, you, you know, it's just just a little over a year ago that you know, it's UFOs are now being considered as realistic. Where you know before it was just kind of it was weather balloons, and you know, now the government's saying that you know UFOs exist. Um, so I don't know. I I, I have to think that. Um, maybe they're not allowed to allowed to uh, pursue it at this point. I don't know. Is that what your gut tells you? Uh, a little bit, a little bit, um, to to a degree. I I think um, you know there's more going on than let's say. And I'm not a conspiracy theory guy, but at the same time, in in this subject, I, I have to think a little that way. Um, I, I do believe that, you know, um, there is something going on and the government does know about it. And um, I think at some point in time, they're going to be able to possibly allow science to actually um, say that, you know, this phenomenon is real. We don't hear anything negative about Sasquatch or Bigfoot. We don't hear anything in terms of them attacking people, killing people. I don't hear that. Do you? No, no. The only, the only, I mean, I've I've heard you know of some some encounters, um, but they're normally trying to get away. It's normally not a you know like a, a, a any type of violent act. Um, again, I have come across some, uh, and there's I do have some in my book, but for the most part, they're usually you know trying to kind of kind of get away or get out of the area. Um, the majority of when I when I hear of any type of encounter um, being violent, it's usually like a dogman type of um, encounter that seems to be uh, um, it. It seems to be the norm when when talking with uh, individuals who believe you know that they didn't see a Sasquatch that they actually saw a dogman. One of the great stories uh, that I got Kenny on this show was during open lines a couple of years ago where. An individual was out fishing in the woods uh, with a little river creek, and he stumbled across what he said was a Sasquatch. 
uh, about 10 feet away from him, looking directly at him. And this guy had caught two trout, and he's holding them in his hands, one in each. And the Bigfoot is staring at the fish. And the guy went, oh, my God. So he gave them to the Bigfoot. And the Bigfoot took them, looked at him, and gave him one back. I love that story. Yeah. No, that's that, that's that's awesome. I mean, that tells you that if that's a real story, that the creature has some kind of thinking power behind it. Well, you know, a lot of um, the information that, that I've gathered and research I've done has been based off of, um, uh, you know, what the Native Americans have passed down from generation to generation. And, you know, a, a lot of the tribes, you know, some some did have some not so good run-ins um, according to their their, their uh, history, but a lot of them, you know, said that they lived in harmony with them and they lived beside them. So um, I have to believe that you know there 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 was definitely a time where interaction was was more common than it is nowadays. I mean now it's it's we call it an encounter and it's usually a, a five second sighting. Where when you 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 research on the Native American side, I mean they 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 lived side by side and in harmony with them. So I would have to believe that there was sharing going on. I could see that happening. The uh side-by-side living arrangement. Yeah. That could probably be. Do you get many stories of little babies, Bigfoot babies? You know, I don't. Um, I've heard a few, but um, not, not not really. Um, you, you know, you, they're very far and few in between. Um, I probably would say in the last, let's just say, five years, I've maybe... Maybe one, if 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 at all. Um, definitely not a lot. I, I definitely have not had a lot of those uh, reported to me. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.